And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Monday, May 31st. Oh, it would have been my father's birthday, Mark sad a sad day as always when big al is not around to celebrate his birthday he loved his birthday you know what he liked to do for his birthday mark very funny he liked to have a family barbecue for real i mean he didn't want to cook anymore so we would usually go to their country club it was uh just it's just what he wanted to do he just he was not a man who wanted a lot of stuff he wanted to be around his family that was it yeah my so mark's like can you imagine big al wearing a face mask all these months i don't know i don't I mean, he is a rule follower in a weird way. Like when doctors used, he was, he was like an oddly compliant patient for a guy who's like a cantankerous rebel. When a doctor would tell him to do something, he totally did it. And so that's sort of interesting. I mean, he would have done it. He would have been very depressed not to like meet his guys for breakfast in the morning and not be able to just go. I mean, he probably would just hang out of the driving range forever. That may have been his big thing. But I'm glad he didn't have to live through the pandemic, but I miss him every freaking day. So um, happy birthday, Albie. All right. So today is the last part of our interview with Esther Perel. I'm having a little therapy session with myself right now. Esther is a psychotherapist, and uh, she has continued to counsel people virtually during the pandemic. Uh, She's got two fantastic fantastic podcasts. I love them. The first is called Where Should We Begin, where you get to sort of listen in on a therapy session between people. Sometimes it's life partners. Sometimes it's siblings. Very interesting. Uh, She also has a podcast called How's Work. They're both available on Spotify. 
She is a best-selling author, two books, Mating in Captivity, The State of Affairs. I wanted to start, this is a slightly shorter episode today, but I did want to start because I know that a lot of people post-pandemic are having weddings again. And I know that I've been getting a couple of invitations for people who said, oh, we canceled, but here's your new date. And so I'm wondering when people are getting married after going through a year in captivity, um, I start this part and last part of our interview with Esther by providing some advice to those newly married couples or people thinking about getting married. Here is the third part of our three-part interview with Esther Perel. Let's do something fun here. Let's say that someone is getting married. I have someone in my life who's going to be getting married. What should I write in the wedding card to the young marrieds? What's something pithy and fabulous that I can put out there that's meaningful too? On your vows, I hope you will include, I will mess up on a regular basis. And every once in a while, I hope to be able to admit it. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Um, I don't know if you saw it. I I still get the print part of the New York Times. So Mm -hmm. in the well section today, there was something in there that really struck me. And I'm wondering if you just may want to sort of comment on why this is important. It it was uh, entitled Objects of Our Grief. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you to look at it because there is um, there is something about holding a physical object when you can't hold that physical person that was so striking to me. And I know that this has been such a difficult year. I've had so many friends who've lost people in their lives, mm-hmm. COVID related, non-COVID related, the inability to have a shiva, to have a wake, to have a funeral and to do it the right way. And talk a little bit about how we can grieve and also grieve what we've lost in this past 14 months. I use objects all the time. I use objects to talk about an aspect of my relationship that I would like to hold on to and to harness further. And another object that represents an aspect of my relationship that I would like to let go of. An aspect of what I experienced this year that I want to hold on to. So I think that the play with objects, and especially when you work on Zoom, is extremely powerful. When I did the pro- a program on forbidden conversations, death, sex, and money, people send in pictures of objects that represent their relationship to death or the taboo of death and a caption. And I got 1,500 of those that were absolutely riveting because they are all stories of relationships. Every one of these objects tells the story of a person and a relationship to that person. It's the ritual of that object that is what really gives it its symbolic meaning. You know, in the story, you get who was this person to me? What was our relationship like? Am I liberated or am I bereft? by having lost you, et cetera, et cetera. So grief is an experience that often needs to be embodied, which means wailing, which means crying, which means quivering. It's an embodied experience, sadness, loss, despair, grief, loneliness that comes with it. But it also is an experience that conveys to the other person. You write to them, you speak to them. You pretend they're here. They're listening to you. They're telling you, go ahead, keep on living. I would want you to be happy. Think of me when you meet a new person, because what we share together is what we'll then share with the rest of the world. And that will be the way that I continue to stay alive. They give us permission to go on. 
None of that changed. It just got much more accentuated this year. Having a funeral on Zoom was one of the most incredible experiences. You know, on the one hand, it was Zoom. On the other hand, this was the first time that we could record a funeral. We have mm. always recorded weddings. We've never recorded funerals. Well, I never thought of it that way. That's so that's really that's true. And it dovetails on what I often like to say, which is I've never been in a birth, but I've been present at three deaths It is sacred. It is absolutely sacred to be there. I like the idea of saying that we can record and honor a death, and a life. Again, I mean, we never have the chance of li- listening. And who can even hear when people are giving the eulogies? You're weeping away. You don't listen to anything. And so this was a very interesting thing to say to people, record this and then go back after a, a, a few days or a few weeks, listen to it again, re-immerse yourself into how that person lived amongst us, how that person is remembered, is honored. There are a lot of new rituals of grief and mourning that were created this year. Okay, that was it. It was a dream come true. I mean, really, I love her. I love her work. She's so smart. She's so um, empathic. And I hope that we can get Esther back on the show again. Um, She's always doing really interesting stuff. So uh, that was fantastic. And I hope you enjoyed it. A little bit of a different turn for a holiday weekend, but lots there for anyone to take away. All right. So it's back to the old sketch tomorrow, and we will then be answering your questions. Our email address here is askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you have a question and you're on our website, if you're on the jillonmoney.com website, just hit the contact button. Don't forget to do something nice for someone else today. And don't forget that our mantra is grit, growth, grace, with a little side order of gratitude. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks.